And before I ask my question of the day, you said something really disturbing to me on the elevator coming up here. Do you, remember, thi- do you remember what you said? The thing about your lack of self-control? <laughs> no. The thing, the even thing though about I did your, your height? height even, no. Although, the thing about your taste in clothes? The thing about your taste in friends? The thing um, about your backgammon I, skill? Uh, no, what, I what did I say? I, I think I'm going to cry now. I got to <laughs> step outside. I'm just going to cry a little bit. Those are all fictional. Um, Star Wars. You said you haven't even watched the first six Star Wars movies, and now we have the greatest Star Wars movie ever that's been out. How come you don't like Star Wars? Star Wars is like a religion. It's like uh, The Force. It's not a science fiction movie. So I don't like any... And then, uh, by the way, I do have a question, but go ahead. (laughs) All right. Um, Yeah, I probably know less about Star Wars than 98% of the American populace over the age of, let's say, 15, maybe. I can't believe it. Or maybe under now. You kind of look like a Star Wars guy, too. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. What does that mean? Like someone who would watch Star Wars. But can you can you characterize that a little more specifically? You know, a little nerdy looking sort of thing. You probably Thank were you. nerdier looking as a kid. So. The nicest thing you've ever said to me, James. <laughs> uh, no, I've just, I, it, it's hard to say. You know how, so you know I like sports a lot, right? I do know that. And you know how. If you call golf a sport. <laughs> I'm not sure, yeah. But I love sports. I like, you know, you know, I don't want to watch anything. But like I love to watch soccer with my son. American football, some baseball, blah, blah, blah. But you know how there are other people who like, they look at those same things and just like have zero interest or affinity for or affiliation. They don't get it at all. That's kind of the way I am with Star Wars. Like, I don't dislike it in any way. It ju- I just have no connection or interest in it whatsoever. But how did you not as a kid just fall into it like with all your friends going to see it? So where I grew up, it was really hard to go to the movies. I grew up in the boondocks um, in upstate New York, and I, you know, I couldn't, you couldn't drive. I couldn't drive until I went off to college, and so it wasn't like you could just walk or whatever easily get yourself to a movie. So I probably only saw three or four movies a year max, really, growing up. So it wasn't a big part of it. But also, like, it doesn't appeal. Like, I, I, I it's not my kind. I, I don't care about them. I don't, I don't care. I'm sure I could watch them and not be miserable. But the I have I, an idea for you. Gets- the only Star Wars movie I've ever been to, actually, this is just coming back, like in a, in a not a Proustian rush because it's not to my childhood, but it's it's like a a, a, a Faulknerian rush. I don't know, it's some kind of rush. But you, uh, the only Star Wars movie I've ever been to, didn't you take me to a midnight showing with a bunch of other friends yeah. down at uh, Union Square? Was that Star Wars or some other? No, no. You know what? That was a Superman. Wasn't that a Superman? No, or was I don't it a Star Wars? think so. Because even I know the difference between. No, I think it was like the fourth Star Wars movie. Yeah, I rented out a, uh, it was the fifth or the sixth. I rented out a table at a restaurant. I, I didn't do that. Oh, I remember that. I joined you online outside a movie theater on Union Square. That's what I remember. Yeah. And I think we got there really late and we had like front row seats. Yeah. So we're looking, craning up right. like that. And did you like it? Uh, I don't remember anything about it. So I guess that means it wasn't that bad. Well, I would recommend, you don't have to watch the other six. Get just a summary of the idea. I think I have w- seen the first one. That's there's the bar, right? What's the bar called? The crazy bar? Yeah. Um, What's that called? I forget. It's fame. Yeah, really? Yeah, I forget. I thought it was something that everybody knew, especially. Yeah. So, but the thing is, is um, just the way that some people can't identify with sports because they seem kind of fictional, right? They're just like this thing that happens. It's not 
quite a real thing. I don't think of sports that way. I think of sports as a very like a real thing. Real people do this game. Da da da. Has all these implications and connections. I think that's the way I see Star Wars. This thing that's not real. And it's plainly fictional. And there is other fiction I like, but because it's fiction that somehow I can't identify with, I'm not curious about um, the scenarios or the people or the costumes or the fireworks or the weapons or whatever. But I feel kind of bad about it. And I thank you for uh, letting me talk about it because I do feel inadequate that I have no love well, for it. just get the summaries and then watch the last one. Now I'm going to ask you the question of the day. It's about time. So... It's about writing, which you're an expert in. You've written many bestsellers. That's the second nicest thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> What's the first again? Oh, that you were nerdy looking. Yep. So is writing like you talk a good idea? Wow, I love that question. Well, I should say I love it because it's a question I think about all the time. And it makes it, if you write like you talk, the idea is obviously it's easier to write because we could just write oh, what we're saying right in, now. It's interesting you say that because that's not the first thing that comes to my mind. No? What's the first thing that comes to your mind? The first thing that comes to my mind is, okay, what's the difference between, what is writing, right? And to me, writing is communication. That's to me, right? And obviously, there's 8 million different kinds of writing, but it's always communication of some kind of idea, sentiment, story, list, rules, whatever, right? So, to my mind... Um, By the way, let's set the stage on that. Because please. communication has become more important than ever in this age of the internet because you, you just named a bunch of ways of communication. And I think of writing as primarily storytelling. And reading your books, you tell stories. Reading my books, I tell stories. But you, you added an extra dimension, which I think is really true and important, is that writing is now not limited to the world of authors. It's basically everybody has to get good at writing to some extent. We write emails, we write texts, we write tweets, we write all sorts of ways to communicate, and, and you kind of have to be good at all of them in today's world, or at least competent at all of them. Yeah, and I think the hardest part about writing for anyone, whether you're writing a novel that you want to be published, or whether you're writing an email to someone, or whether you're writing a corporate memo, or maybe a set of ideas like a white paper, I think the very hardest thing about any writing, this is going to sound really basic, but I think this is true, and I think this is, some, this is something that a lot of people don't think about, a lot of people who are not good writers um, don't think about, which is that it's really hard to remember always that the person or people who are reading your stuff don't know what you know. And therefore, that, and that's what I mean by it's first and foremost communication. Everything that you're writing is plainly coming from you, and therefore you have a familiarity with it. But you have to remember that you're trying to convey that communication to people who not only don't have a familiarity with it, but perhaps don't even have any interest in it. And therefore, I feel like the first duty of any piece of writing is to remember that it's meant to be a communication. And if you fail at communication, you're going to fail at all the other eight or ten things that you want your writing to be also. So that, to me, is rule number one. Well, and I, I would take it, and I don't know if you agree or disagree, I would take it one step further that it's a subset of communication. It's always going to be storytelling because it's through a story that you lead somebody from one the first sentence, the very first sentence, you make it so compelling they have to read the second sentence and so on. And I think the historically most accurate way to do that is through storytelling. That's what we've done yeah. for thousands of years. I agree. I agree. So getting back to the original question, which is should your writing sound like you talk, if I had to give a yes or no answer, I would say mostly yes. And what I mean by that is, so I feel like um, literature, as wonderful as it is, has kind of derailed, kind of created a lot of bad writing over the last couple centuries maybe. And the way I say that is because 
the people who wrote literature were writing within the accepted formats of the day, which were compared to normal everyday speech, extremely artificial, right? If you think about it, a novel, it plays with time, it plays with tense, it plays with characters, there's a narrator who's able to see and know things that nobody in the room can. There are all these conventions that constitute what we think of as literature that don't exist in a regular conversation. And they can be wonderful in the right hands, okay? But among the other conventions that literature includes are a way of rendering human speech, you know, having people talk, or the language that's describing things that bears no resemblance to the way that we actually talk. And so it kind of set this bar of making people think that all writing had to be more formal, more kind of heavily Latinate, like a lot of over-Latinate words. So then you sit down someone who's a really smart and interesting person, and you ask them to write a story, and they use a kind of form of the English language that doesn't bear much resemblance at all to the spoken language because they think that it should sound literary-ish. But unless they're really, really, really good at that, all it is is bad. It's just dense and thick. And worst of all, it's uncommunicative. You literally don't know what they're trying to say. So I feel if you're going to err on one side, absolutely err on the side of writing like you talk because when we talk, we get a, we have a tight feedback loop. I'm talking to you, and if I say three sentences that are totally incomprehensible to you, I get it. I know that. I see that. You're either falling asleep or leaving or punching me in the face. But when you write, you Usually don't have that feedback. Yeah. Hey, James and I need to put our heads together on this one. We'll be right back. I can tell you this for a fact from experience, building a website can be tough. And even if you know your way around coding, creating something that looks good and works well is a time-consuming affair. Whether it's for a business site, a portfolio, a restaurant, or whatever else, in this day and age, you probably need a website. Well, lucky for us, Squarespace makes it easy to build beautiful websites without breaking a sweat. Squarespace provides simple, powerful, and beautiful websites that look professionally designed regardless of skill level, no coding required, which is key. Not only does Squarespace provide you with intuitive and easy-to-use tools to create your website with, Squarespace also has state-of-the-art technology powering your site to ensure security and stability. And you know you can trust in Squarespace for your website needs when millions of people and some of the most respected brands in the world trust them as well. I personally used to own a company that made websites for entertainment companies, and I got out of the game once great companies like Squarespace started making great-looking websites so easily. I could no longer charge $75,000 for a site that basically you could now do almost for free. Seriously, you can't beat the ease and simplicity of Squarespace. Squarespace gives you 24-7 online support and a beautiful website. What are you waiting for? Start a trial with no credit card required and start building your website today. When you decide to sign up for Squarespace, though, make sure to use the offer code QUESTION to get 10% off your first purchase and to show your support for Question of the Day. We thank Squarespace for your support of Question of the Day. Squarespace, you should. When we're sitting here in this studio, we've never once described 
the studio because it's, it's irrelevant, like the walls around us. So, and yet in much, much They're bad... They're just kind of your basic mucus-colored recording right. studio walls. But I think in much bad writing, there's too much emphasis on description as opposed to dialogue, which is critical towards moving a story further and understanding what each character's intentions are. And I think people get bogged down in like what they think is writing, which is description. You know, we, you and I have never once talked about, oh, the roses smell like this and the sunset is like this. Like we just talk and we talk about things. And so that actually I do, I agree with you. I think it's better to err on the side of how you talk. Although then you might lose some of the craft of writing, which is moving a story forward. But I don't think, I think that's a little bit of a false equivalency because just because you write like you talk doesn't mean that you have to give up on description doesn't mean that you have to write only dialogue. No, that's true. But usually, I think we don't describe things in talking as much as people describe things in writing. I, I think that's true. Uh, sure. But that's because this is a different, this is a conversational show. So, like, I'll give a for instance. When I'm writing um, a book, if I'm writing Freakonomics books, when I write, I always write with the sound of the sentence basically being read aloud in my head. And then at the end of every day and the beginning of every day when I'm reading over what I've written, I always read it aloud, or at least if not aloud, aloud, like in a whisper aloud, because I want to hear it. Because a sentence has a lot of stuff in it. It's got melody, it's got pace, it's got rhythm, it's got all that stuff. And even if the writer is not reading it aloud, the reader, when the reader reads it, he or she reads it silently kind of aloud, if you know what I mean. They take in those... Right. So, th- so, so, A, so, I think that's so really important. The, so for you, knowing the rhythm... Having a sense of rhythm in the writing is very important as well. What you get when you read it out loud, you get totally, a sense of the rhythm. Totally. And look, a lot of this is personal taste. What I happen to like, what you happen to like, what anybody else might like. But like, I remember once when I was uh, in graduate school where I was learning a lot about writing because I was hearing a lot of different writers talk about it. And this one really great and very literary sports writer named William Knack, Bill Knack, N-A-C-K, came in. And he was talking about a piece that he'd written and how it related to kind of all the literature he'd read and loved, including Shakespeare. And it was this beautiful sentence that I remember to this day. And, and it was because it was not only the, the evocation of the sentence and the character who was thinking about this, but it was about the rhythm of it. And the sentence was, and thus began the longing to go home. I mean, you hear that rhythm. It's like it's a whole little composition there in one sentence. Are there other ways you could have written that? I mean, there's a famous example in the, um, I think it's in Strunk and White or Williamson's, or I think it's in Strunk and White. These are the ti- These are the times that try men's souls, which I've never actually thought was a great sentence because it's a little, it's a little like, you know, blocky. But then I think it's Strunk and White or Zinzer. They play with it and rewrite it and say how it could have been. And one alternate was like, Soul-wise, these are trying times, which I actually kind of like. But I mean, the point is, you're making a lot of choices every time you write any one sentence. And I think the primary one always ought to be, is the reader or listener or whatever uh, understanding what you're trying to say? And I think a primary barrier to that is a lot of people think that writing is like, I don't know, what's some other parallel, James, where we think that the way, like, like you it's know. It's got to be very poetic. or it's Yeah, gotta, like if I can't cook a really complicated, amazing French meal, then I can't cook anything. And that's just, I just think that's a, a crazy way to look at something as elemental as writing. So, so there might be an, a kind of another way to look at this question. So people say, should you write like how you talk? I think part of what you're saying here is, the key thing is the underlying communication, and I'm adding to that by saying the underlying storytelling. So I'm kind of thinking 
maybe better to learn how to talk better also. So you learn how to communicate better in any media. I'm all for that. Hey, James, that was fun. We'll hear a clip from the next QOD right after this. Today's episode was brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the easiest way to create a beautiful website, blog, or online store for you and your ideas. Squarespace features an elegant interface, beautiful templates, and incredible 24-7 support. Start building your website today at squarespace.com. Enter offer code QUESTION at checkout to get 10% off. Squarespace, you should. What's the best way to show your love for question of the day? Just subscribe. That way you won't miss this. What is a habit that you would like to make or break and what's keeping you from doing that? Uh, That's a great question because I feel like if you had asked me that six or seven years ago, I would have had a lot of answers. For ones you want to break or ones you want to make? Or both. both? 